Capture the moment or keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher With every step I take I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop I'm getting good Oh shoot Yeah Hello everybody Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot I'm Cassidy Lynn Your hostess with the mostess Like always, here I am And today's episode I feel like is long overdue We're talking about my updated Instagram strategies, things that I think are working currently on Instagram that were not working as much a couple of months ago. So that's why I'm making this episode because I just wanted to fill you guys in on some of the things that I'm doing, some of the things that might be helpful for you to do as well. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. This can be applied not just to photographers, to Anyone that is trying to grow a business on social media or just grow on social media in general, maybe you're just trying to get better traction on your pages or whatever it is. So we are going to dive into some of these topics and I actually have been writing this podcast episode out for at least a couple of weeks at this point because I just wanted to make sure that it was accurate and I had lots of info in here for you because I didn't just want to hop on here and talk about, I don't know, just like a bunch of, a few random things. And that was it. Like I wanted to make sure that everything I'm saying makes sense. So yeah, I've been thinking about this episode for a while and I'm finally making it. I hope you guys have been enjoying my, um, guest interview episodes. Those honestly are some of my favorite episodes to do. And I've been doing a lot of them recently, so I've just kind of been posting them as they come. But I mean, I do want to do a few solo episodes here and there. I might get Charlie on a few episodes as well. So who knows? We might get fun with my content this summer. Before we get into it, a few updates for you guys. One, I am leaving for Europe in less than two weeks. And if you don't know this already, I'm shooting an elopement in Ireland and then After that, we're just kind of going around and visiting and doing some fun traveling in Paris and Switzerland because neither me or Charlie has ever been to any part of Europe. So we wanted to do as much as we can while we're over there. So that's exciting. The the thing that's kind of stressful for me is the fact that I'm shooting an elopement, which is like very much outdoorsy travel adventurous. And then I'm going to Paris, which like I want to wear my cutest outfits ever. So it's going to be really hard for me to pack. And speaking of packing, my carry-on that I had that I've been using for like all of my travel weddings and anytime I travel anywhere is, um, how do I say trash? It literally is garbage. And I got it. Oh gosh. Maybe when I was in high school, it was like, you know, those luggage packs that come with like a carry-on. A, a mid-sized luggage, a huge luggage. Like that's what it was. It was literally like, I don't know, a hundred bucks or something. And my zippers have popped off of all of my luggage. 
And that's kind of hard when you're like using a carry on and you're constantly packing up and going to your next spot. Like I got to be able to zip that thing. You know what I mean? So I got a new carry on by base, I think is how you pronounce it. Basically it's Shay Mitchell's like travel line. And I am obsessed with her travel line. If you do traveling, whether it's for photography and work or just like in general, she has the cutest stuff and all of it is so practical. It's not like it's cute and like doesn't actually make sense and it's not practical. It it doubles as both, which is so, so nice. So I have her like gigantic duffel bag thing, which I got that for black, like a black Friday sale. And it was so cute. I have then the matching little makeup bag thing, because obviously I have to match it. And then I got her carry on and it has like a little like bag holder and it has a little pouch for dirty laundry and different stuff like that. And I'm very much someone that likes to have my suitcase organized, not necessarily when it's open and I'm like staying in one place. Cause I definitely am a mess that way. But if I'm like going from like place to place within a span of multiple, you know, a few nights and I'm just hopping around. I like it to be organized. So this carry on super organized. I got the one that's in tan. I'll post it probably to my Instagram story at some point. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. We're going to Europe Two, I have to tell you guys about this proposal that I shot, um, a couple days ago. So basically I'm sharing this because I don't think that this girl listens to my podcast. And if she does, I think that she would be pretty chill about it. Um, because at the end of the day, the photos turned out. So I'm shooting this proposal, right? And me and Charlie had shot a wedding the day before the proposal. So normally after a wedding, you know, I like to get all my gear put away and, you know, get my batteries charging and like get all that stuff going. But because I was like, oh, I have to shoot a proposal the next day. I was like, I'm just going to leave my gear in my bag. Um, but I swear on my life, I charged two batteries and then after they were finished charging, put them in my bag to use. Cause I, in my bag, I have like two different pockets for batteries. One I use for charge batteries and one I use for uncharged batteries. But of course I show up to this proposal with the two batteries I packed and one is on 20% and one is on 15%. Now you might be like, okay, Cassidy, that's not a big deal. You can get by with it. You're right. But me being the anxious person that I am was, I was freaking out, but obviously I can't show that I'm freaking out. Like I got to keep my cool. But at the same time, like literally I was freaking out. And also my a seven, a seven, not my a seven, my a nine, my new Sony a in guys words. Okay. Let me start over <laughs> my Sony a nine two that I shoot on. I have been shooting on it for like maybe six months at this point. It uses more battery than my other Sony cameras. So I do find myself going through batteries relatively quickly. So this is just something that kind of freaks me out. Like at a wedding, I go through two and a half batteries, which is fine but I do feel like I, I shoot for two hours and I'm already at 60% sometimes. So my fear was this is an, supposed to be an hour and a half session. I only have collectively 35% battery. I'm good. I'm freaking out. How am I going to make this work? So 
I basically kept my cool. I used my battery that had 20 something percent on it, kept it that in my camera, kept my camera off while I was waiting for them to show up to the proposal spot. When they showed up, then I turned on my camera and started shooting. So I made sure I got the proposal at least. Um, and then, you know, I would, as I was shooting, um, we did some more photos and like she had a different outfit and like, you know, just some like fun engagement photos. I think I lasted on that one battery. Um, I made it down to like 8%, which I want you to know, I never go past like 10%. Like if I'm at 10% with my battery, I swap it out. Cause I'm like, I don't even want to risk it. So I think I, I used, what is that? Like math, math is not happening for me. I used 12% battery over that time. And obviously I did have the other battery that also had like 17% on it or whatever. But guys, that was so stressful for me. But all of that to say, number one, make sure your batteries are charged. I do have a battery charger in my backpack that I bring with me, but because it was a proposal, I left my big camera bag in my car and just brought like my little tiny backpack so that I could bring just like an extra lens and my camera and the battery because I was like, you know what? I don't need this whole bag. Turns out it would have been nice if I would have been charging my batteries on the way to the proposal. Cause I can, li- I literally could charge them in the car if I wanted to. But the, when I figured out that my batteries were low, it was too late. So if you've ever done this, I'm sure you can relate to how this feels. It's not great. It's not a great feeling, but you know, I made it work and I just wanted to share this with you guys. Like sometimes stuff like this happens and you just have to make the most of it. You can't show that you're stressed about it. Like literally, I don't think any of the people at the proposal had any idea that this was an issue because it's not their problem. I'm not going to tell them. Um, So yeah, keep your cool and double check. I feel like I always double check SD cards, but I don't double check batteries. And that's something I definitely should do. Okay. So that was kind of my horror story from the weekend. Um, another thing I am currently working on getting a new photography website. So I've been, um, I've been like getting my photography website designed for a couple of weeks now. And I previously got a new education site designed, but my photography site was kind of just like something that I had whipped together like two years ago. And it, just wasn't really, it's not the vibe anymore. So I'm super excited. I'm getting it designed and I feel like getting a new website is kind of like Christmas. It's just one of those things that it's just awesome. So if you are on the fence about getting a website designed and getting it done professionally, personally, I think you should, cause I think that's a huge deciding factor for whether or not a client books with you. But also if you're kind of bougie on a budget, you can just go and get, um, like a show it template and maybe hire a copywriter and use a show it template and, you know, kind of finesse your way into getting a cool website. Last thing that I have to say, and I wanted to say this because Um, Don Jarvis's podcast episode just dropped last Monday. And at the very end of the episode, if you guys listen to the end, she mentions that the one thing she wished she would have known when she started photography was to start a retirement fund sooner. And when she said that immediately, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do this because it's something that I've been thinking about. But anytime I've pursued it, for some reason, there's always been an obstacle in the way. And I just 
haven't got it done. So like the first time I tried to open a Roth IRA, it was super complicated and I had to go into the bank and go get this, you know, print off this form and fill it out and all this different stuff. And I was like, I don't have time to do this. So I just never did it. And then I pursued it one other time and it just didn't work out. So actively I've been like, I want to start a retirement fund. I want to make sure I have money when I'm 60 years old. So that's what I've been working on. And today I actually have a call with my financial advisor that I found, um, to, who's going to help me with the fund and everything. So that's exciting. We are doing big girl things over here. Um, you know, I'm an adult, so I have to save for retirement. And if you haven't been saying saving for retirement, this might be your sign to go and do that. I don't know. Do with that what you want, but just know I'm doing it. So if you want to do it with me, let's be retirement fund buddies. Let's be Roth IRA friends. (laughs) Okay. So that is all for my updates and just random things that I wanted to say, random things that I'm feeling lately. So let's get into my updated Instagram strategies. Let's get into the gold of this episode. So when it comes to Instagram nowadays, there have been so many changes, right? Like things have just, I feel like been changing constantly for like the past year or two years. And it's really hard to keep up with what works, what doesn't work. You know, everybody says their own thing. And I feel like there's so many accounts out there that are like social media help accounts that tell you like, do this, don't do this. Um, and it's, it's hard because everyone has their opinion and there's tons of just like opinions out there on what to do. And honestly, the best thing that I can do right now is share my opinion. (laughs) There's lots of opinions out there, but I'm going to share mine. (laughs) So this is just my opinion when it comes down to it and things that I've noticed have been working for me. Maybe they don't work for you. And literally that is fine. I'm not here to say that all of these things work for everyone, but I I want to just kind of update you guys on a few things that haven't been working for me recently, have been some changes I've noticed within algorithm things. And I honestly hate the word algorithm because I feel like everyone kind of makes the algorithm their big monster and it's like, oh, the algorithm. So I'm going to use the word algorithm. I don't love it, but just that's the only word that I can use right now. It's the only word I can think of for what we're going to talk about. With film photography being so popular nowadays, I'm very excited to introduce you to our sponsor, PhotoVision. PhotoVision is a third generation film lab who scans your rolls of film for you. They produce consistent and quality scans and they even offer custom color correction for your scans. If you know me, I've been getting into film photography lately and I just sent off two rolls of film to PhotoVision. They're so easy to work with and you can literally tell that they know what they're doing when it comes to film. They even offer film education on their website, so it helps newbies like me better understand what the heck they're doing. PhotoVision is family owned, which we love, and their customer service is amazing. They want everyone they work with to feel valued and supported, which honestly, that's how I felt when I've worked with them. PhotoVision is your film processing experts since 1968, and they have an exclusive offer for Oshoot listeners. Get one free roll of signature process and scans using the code OSHOOT at checkout. That's OSHOOT with no spaces at checkout, which will also be linked in the description. Go check it out. So the first thing that I wanted to say, the two ways to get discovered by new people on Instagram, for me, the two things that I've been working for 
being discovered by new people. One, reels. Okay. This is pretty obvious. Most people know this. Reels help you get discovered by new people. That's kind of the purpose of reels to push your content to people who don't follow you. Number two is hashtags and hashtags that put you on the explore page. So a huge thing that I've noticed happen in my feed posts, not on my reels, but on my like carousel posts that really never really happened before was getting tons of exposure on the explore page and on hashtags. And what I found is if my post starts to get really popular on hashtags, shortly thereafter, it'll start showing up on the explore page too. So I have gained a decent amount of new followers from the hashtags that I put on my posts and showing up on the explore page. You can literally, like if you're wondering how I know this, you can literally go onto the post that you made click view insights. And then you just like scroll down a little bit. And it says like, you made this many impressions on hashtags, this many impressions on the explore page, you know, whatever, like this many people who were already following you, you can see how many new follows you get for a post. So what I discovered, for example, my horseshoe bend photos, those got like, I want to say I made like over a hundred thousand impressions or like, you know, there's like that little circle ring in your insights. I don't actually know if it's impressions or what, what it is. Um, but let's say it was around a hundred thousand impressions. And from that 100,000, it was like 75,000 of those impressions were people who didn't follow me from hashtags or from the explore page. And then I scrolled down a little bit further and I gained like 500 followers from a post, which honestly, I didn't think was possible. And something that's something that I just discovered was happening on my page because I found that I was getting these followers and my, like my reels weren't blowing up. So I was like, what is happening here? Then I discovered everyone was liking these posts that I had posted, you know, maybe two weeks ago and they were still getting likes. And it was from the hashtags and from the explore page. And I was like, whoa, this literally never happened. So what the heck? So Reels, explore page, and then hashtags are paired with the explore page. Because personally, I think that your photos go on the explore page once they're seen through hashtags. That's just what I think. It, it, it probably works other ways too. So that's crazy. That's the first updated thing. Second thing, long form captions get lost easier and are not really as popular slash as necessary anymore. So before there was reels, really the only way to make your post stand out and make it unique and interesting and valuable was by making a caption that's really long. Personally, my opinion now is long captions are not necessary and they almost are over the top, overdone. We've seen it. We've been there. We've done that. We no longer need that. And that's hard because a lot of people really like long captions. Like that's kind of your opportunity to do, do like a little blog or just kind of like, I don't know, add a story to your post. But I think at the end of the day, if it's going to be a long caption, like you have a story to tell or just something to share, instead of putting it in your caption, 
make a video of it and post it to reels. I think that's a lot more effective. And even like on reels, people will, I don't know, like make a three second reel and then say like, Oh, go read the caption. I don't think those are like as effective anymore because it's like, I don't want to read your read it. I want to just hear about it. I'm already watching a video. I'm already listening. So let's hear it instead of me having to read it. You know what I mean? Um, so personally, I feel like with reels, you don't need a super long caption with posts. I also don't feel like you need a super long caption. I think like maybe two paragraphs at the most. Um, but for the most part, I I'm going to say that long captions are no longer needed and they're in the past. So another thing, and this is something that is like something that I'm honestly happy about, like, and you guys are probably happy about this too, but posting every day or even every other day, it's no longer essential. And I think the reason for this is people are getting in this mindset of like, I don't need Instagram. I don't want Instagram to be my idol. I don't want Instagram to have me by the neck and I have to post every single day. Like a lot of people are being like, you know what? Screw Instagram. I'm going to try other ways. I'm going to be on TikTok. I'm going to try Pinterest. I'm going to just take a break for six months and, or a year. And I'm just going to like let Instagram have its moment without me. Um, I really feel like this is the mindset that a lot of people are getting in. And honestly, I'm not mad about it because Instagram has been like a very unhealthy addiction for me personally. So I think the more that people are being like, Hey, let's kind of chill from Instagram for a bit. Let's take a break. I think that's awesome. And honestly, like I've done that for like a weekend. I haven't been on Instagram for like a whole weekend, which I know you're like, Cassidy, that's not that long of a time for me. It is. Okay. And honestly, that's the break that I need any longer than that. I don't feel like I need right at this moment. Um, but posting every day or even every other day, it's no longer essential right now. Quality content is key. That is like the biggest thing right now with Instagram quality over quantity, um, with your feed specifically one to two feed posts a week. Um, you know, it's not like you need to be posting a carousel of your work every single day anymore. I personally find that the accounts that do that because they're posting so frequently, their stuff gets shown to less and less people. So for example, um, there's a clothing store in my area that, um, it's like a local, like just small clothing store. They post like their new, uh, like products or like outfits or, you know, whatever it's a clothing store. They post like three times a day to the feed. I stopped seeing their stuff anymore. Like I, there was a time where I would see it. And then all of a sudden I just don't see any of their posts anymore whatsoever. Um, because it was like not super quality content. It was just like, they're just pushing out post after post after post. And at that point, it's like, you're not going to get interaction. So therefore Instagram's not going to push your stuff to that many people anymore because it you're putting out way too much and that's too much for anyone to consume. And honestly, that's something to take note of. Like really, truly take note of the fact that quantity is not necessarily it for Instagram. Um, definitely quality. Um, you know, I think of like the people that are on their stories and have like 30 stories up. 
like that is overwhelming. And I very quickly am just gonna like swipe past the whole thing and not even look at any of it. Um, which am I being a little bit of a hypocrite? Yes. Because I love to post on stories, but you know what I mean? Like quality over quantity any single day right now with the one to two feed posts a week, the thing that does matter for quantity is reels. Um, and I do think that your reels need to be quality, but if you can pair the quality with also pushing them out and getting quantity as well, I think right now that's where Instagram is just tons of high quality reels and like a few posts to your feed just to keep, you know, just to show your followers that I'm still here. I still post to my feed, but real, real, real quality, quality, quality every single day. Um, I personally think that six reels a week is a great number. I haven't been posting reels on Saturdays anymore. And I think the reason being is I find that on a Saturday, I'm not on my phone as much. Therefore, I feel like other people aren't on their phone as much. I don't know. I just feel like Saturday is like, I'm going to go do something fun. I'm going to go, I don't know, do something where I'm not on my phone. Cause I'm on my phone Monday through Friday, even Sunday I'm on my phone. So Saturday I'm like, you know what? I'm off Instagram. I don't want to be on my phone. I think a lot of people have that same mindset as me. So I've been doing six reels a week, Sunday through Friday. Specifically, I feel like Monday through Friday is really huge for reels and just posting in general because people are on their phone more during the week, you know, because jobs and obligations and things like that. So yeah, I think if you can be on Instagram and still find ways to take breaks, I think that's honestly okay. Like if you find that you need a week or two off of Instagram, I don't think that the algorithm is going to hate you. I don't think that your engagement and like, I don't think you're going to lose followers. I think that right now it's like, if you need a break, take a break. I think that's a huge thing on social media right now. It's like, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back and be better than ever. Great. I don't think that there's usually any consequences with that. Like truly, if anything, it makes people appreciate your content more because it's less readily available. It's not constantly being pushed in your face anymore. It's like, oh, this is, this is scarce. Me seeing her Instagram stories are scarce because she doesn't do that that much anymore. Or like me seeing her, um, I don't know, like her feed posts, like I haven't seen one in a while. So I'm going to go and just comment on it and like it and show it a lot of love because I'm happy that she's posting again, you know? So I think breaks are also something that, um, are, it's an updated strategy. I don't think it's a strategy, but I definitely think it's something that you can start doing for sure. Something else that, um, I feel like is a little bit of an updated strategy. Um, not necessarily something new, but something that I think could be effective right now is incorporating email marketing into your strategies and relying on Instagram to push your content to people. As that's not like your main way of communicating with people instead incorporating email marketing into your social media strategy. So when push comes to shove and you have something you need to tell people, you have an email list that you can get the word out on instead of just relying on the algorithm to favor your stories that day. So I think that's something else that um, a lot of people are starting to do now on Instagram is realize that putting all of your eggs in the Instagram basket 
is not a good long-term thing to be doing. So by branching out and having a few options for marketing and just like getting content out there, I think that's huge. And if you do create an email list, work on creating email list exclusive content or like, you know, creating blogs that you can, um, you know, put, put on your email list and, you know, just push out an email being like, Oh, I just made a new blog or whatever. I think that type of stuff is really effective. And I think it's a good way to utilize the audience you already have on Instagram and get them in another funnel in case something happens to your Instagram funnel. You never know. You you never know what can happen to Instagram. Another strategy, showing your face consistently in your feed posts. I think that's so key for keeping those followers around. There are times, so I do these social media marketing mentor sessions with photographers, right? And there are times where I go on someone's Instagram and I'm just looking for a photo of them so I can see what they look like. So I know who I'm going to talk to on my call and I cannot find a single photo of them anywhere. And I also want to say that anytime I post a photo of me on my feed, it is guaranteed that is going to be my most liked, my most commented, my most saved post because it's me. And I think when you start making your brand personal, like that's the thing with photographers, like we are making personal brands. So when we start posting our face to our feed, whether that's in reels, um, in just feed posts on your stories, I think that one brings value to your audience because they know who they're connecting with. They know who they're following, but two, um, I think it just helps you with that brand. It helps you establish the personal brand of Cassidy Lynn or whatever your name is, whatever brand it is that you have made. I feel like it solidifies that and it just keeps you at the forefront of people's minds. I know that sounds really selfish, but like if someone's not posting their face, I honestly, because I follow so many people, it's hard for me to remember what everyone looks like. So just posting your face to your feed. I think that's a huge thing with social media right now, Instagram specifically, even if you sell clothes, if you sell sweatshirts, people want to see who is the person behind the small business. Who is the person I'm supporting? That is so huge for Instagram right now. Um, and to go with that, I think, um, it's so important to tell a story with everything on social media right now with Instagram specifically storytelling is one of the only ways to guarantee like this post is going to perform well by telling a story. I can almost guarantee that you are going to, it's going to be either like one of your best performing posts, or it's going to just like perform better than a majority of your posts because storytelling is it's one of the only ways that I'm seeing my content perform well. I feel like all the other strategies of like trends and tips, like those do okay. And like sometimes one of them hits and that's awesome. But the one consistent thing is storytelling. And for me as a user, I find that on Instagram, I am hooked into things that tell a story. I'm hooked into like, you'll never believe who I ran into at the grocery store. Or like, I'm hooked on the stories of like, this is how my couple met and how they flew me to, I don't know, Italy to capture their wedding. Like those types of stories are so key right now. And I feel like that's what people are looking for on Instagram. Um, that that's literally just a little tidbit that I have noticed recently. Um, if you are consistent with reels, 
you can go viral at any moment. So you need to be prepared with additional resources for new followers. If you do go viral, this is absolutely essential for Instagram right now. Um, because at the end of the day, you really don't know if you're going to go viral, you don't know if something's going to hit and you're going to blow up. You need to be ready for that because when that does happen and you're not ready, you're going to lose that potential of getting more bookings or getting people's emails so that you can stay in touch with them. So you can create an email list and have that ready for new followers. You can create, um, I don't know, like a free guide for someone. So then you can get their email from that. Um, you can have a website that actually showcases your work well and showcases your brand. Well, that's huge. You can have your, um, I don't know, your systems and, um, your backend set up well. So when you do go viral or something does get more views or, you know, makes a bigger impression than you typically do, you can be ready if you have an influx of inquiries. Um, so I think that's something new with, I guess, Instagram is you never know when you're going to go viral and you never know what's going to hit the right audience at the right time and stick. So be ready for that. And I think if you are maintaining the consistency of six reels a week and a few feed posts, but they're quality posts and posting on stories and just making sure that you're catering to your followers needs, I do feel like eventually you're going to get something some piece of content you create that's going to make a huge impact and you have to be ready for that impact so that you can utilize it as much as you can because you never know when that's going to happen again. Okay. The next thing, this is going to be major five second reels. Are you guys hearing this? Five second reels. That's all you need. Five seconds. One, it's going to loop. Therefore more watch time, the more popular it's going to be, right? If it's not long enough to read everything that you wrote or like to comprehend what the reel was about, they have to watch it again. Therefore, it's going to perform better. It sounds kind of like, I don't know. It's just a little, what is the word I'm looking for? Not sleazy. That is definitely not the word I'm looking for. It's like, it feels a little icky. Yeah, I think icky is the right word, right? It just doesn't feel like 100% honest to be making reels that are only five seconds long or less. I've literally seen reels that are three seconds long. And honestly, when I see a reel that's three seconds long, I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? Why is this only three seconds? Like, Come on, like I know you have just a little bit more content to make it a little bit longer, but honestly, these are the types of reels that are doing well. Um, and if you compare it with super like fast flashes of a bunch of clips, so if it's five seconds long, doing half second clips, so 10 half second clips, I swear, like those videos blow up and they're always on my reels page. And I'm like, like, why? Like they don't even put like text over it or anything. It's just like five seconds of like aesthetic videos. And then it's like 2 million likes. And I'm like, how? I do not understand this. So if there's anything that you want to learn about reels, it's that sometimes it just doesn't make sense and you just have to go with it. Another thing for Instagram right now, I feel like authenticity and relatability is key content. Um, 
you know, we are past the era of making things, things seem so glamorous and luxurious. I literally just said luxurious, <laughs> making things seem just more lux- luxurious than they are and romanticizing I don't know, like, like things that just, I don't know, being, being authentic with the things that you post being relatable and someone that doesn't seem so far out of reach. I think that this is a huge thing for Instagram right now. And if you are interested in hearing more about like this specific topic, I kind of covered this in my, I have beef with social media episode, which I don't know was about a month or two ago. So if you feel like listening to me rant about that topic, you can go over there and listen to that. Um, I, I just feel like the more that you post your everyday life and things that are just happening in your life currently, I feel like your account will perform better on Instagram. That's just what I've noticed. Like accounts that like, let's say you're a fashion account and you're just posting outfits and like cool transitions and stuff like that. That's great. But if you're not showing like who you are and what you do every day and your personality. I just feel like it's not as interesting. Like, yes, your outfits are cool, but in order to create like a lifelong fan out of me, I need to feel like I know you personally. And I think that really is where Instagram is headed. And right now it's huge kind of creating more connection and less, um, impressing people. Like we're not so focused on, let me impress the masses with my cool outfit or with my awesome photography. Instead, it's like, I just want people to be able to relate with me and feel like they know me and feel like they have a connection with me just genuinely as a person and as like a brand. And from there, I can show cool outfits. And from there I can show cool work, but I think it, it really starts with that um, connection part of it on Instagram for sure. I think also on Instagram, when you keep things strictly business, um, it's not as interesting and it's not going to lead to long lasting results. We have seen this time and time again on social media, but right now on Instagram, this is so key business accounts that just post about business sales and like business things. Like, I don't know, like just like graphics and people in the office. And you know, I just, I don't feel like that is doing well on any social media, but specifically on Instagram. I just don't think that that's really what people are looking for anymore. Like we are looking for the, I don't know, the scrub, the scrub daddies of Instagram. We are looking for just accounts that are fun that at the same time are advertising a product. Like if you have a really cool Instagram account and you're just like, I don't know, I feel like I really relate with it and I really enjoy your content. I am so much more likely to buy from you than from just seeing a random ad about your product. Um, It all comes down to creating connection with your user or with your customer. And you know, if you're a photographer, your customers are people looking for photo sessions, people who are getting married or people who have a family or someone that just had a baby. Like those are the people that are your customers. So when you are just being strictly business, it's boring right now. No one wants boring. And I, I think like, you know, no one ever wants boring, but I feel like, especially right now, those super business and professional um, very, I don't know, clean cut 
Instagram accounts are not the ones that are growing right now. We are seeing so much growth in personality and relatability and connection. Um, so if you are a photography business, one of the biggest things I can recommend is switching your Instagram or your business from some random phrase that has to do with photography to your name. And the reason that I say that is unless you are actively trying to just like make it more of like a team thing where you have multiple employees and you want to do more of like a franchise type of thing with photography, most likely you are going to be the one that they're always communicating with. You're going to shoot basically every single session or wedding or whatever that you get. Um, so why not make it your personal brand? Because you are the person that every single person is going to react with, interact with and have an experience with. Um, it starts with your name. Like really it boils down to like, if you have something that's like, um, aperture love photography. Okay. I don't, if that's your name, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I'm, I don't know anyone with that photography name, but if it's, you know, something like that, that is not going to help you with the connection aspect of Instagram or of any social media platform, being Cassidy Lynn, that right there is what's going to create connection with your audience. And, um, I think that's going to lead to long lasting results, especially if you find that maybe you love photography, but maybe you want to try something else in the long run. Well, good thing your brand is just your name. So you can kind of switch niches if you want to. Um, Another thing for Instagram, uh, since, since we're kind of talking about this, um, and we already mentioned it earlier, but storytelling, seriously, this is key for reels, posts, and stories. Um, it's, like I said, one of the only consistent strategies right now. And I really mean that any single thing that I post that tells a story, it just performs well. Um, and like, like I was saying earlier, think of yourself as the user on Instagram, like, what are those things that keep you watching? Like, what is that content that you're like, I cannot stop watching this. Like I need more of this content from this person. For me, it's stories. I love following podcast Instagram accounts because they'll post like little snippets from their podcasts. And I'm like, this is so interesting. Like there's a little story here. And that to me is so much more interesting than like, just lip syncing to a random audio that like, you know, there's text on the screen and whatever. I think stories, the reason that they're so popular too, is that's original audio. That's literally original from you and original content is so key right now. I think that's another thing with Instagram is originality, creativity, just stepping outside the box, thinking outside the norms and doing something different. Um, this is something that I also talked about on my, I have beef with social media episode, but with social media, I feel like everyone's doing everything the same, especially on Instagram. I feel like everyone is doing this like personal brand right now, but they're also like doing the personal brand on reels and posting their work to their feed. And it gets redundant. And I'm not going to sit here in line and say that I don't do that because I do that as well. Um, but I think 
when we can step outside the box and think outside the box when it comes to Instagram, that's when we really start to thrive. And I think storytelling and original audio, it's just one of those things that I don't think is ever going to not be present on social media. I think that's one of those consistent things that we can always rely on. So if you are just like, I have no idea what to post, I'm struggling with content, try storytelling, you know, really focus on creating original content because like I've been saying, I think that's like the one thing that does really well. Also, when it comes to stories, um, I, there's like this little rumor floating around. I don't know if this is true or not, or if you guys saw this too. Um, but I saw this, like a bunch of people share this, like, you know, when someone like makes a feed post and it's like a graphic and it has like a bunch of slides and you swipe through and it gives you like a bunch of information on something. It's like graphic designers basically take like a news article or an interview or some piece of information and make it pretty and make it shareable on Instagram. Well, it was one of those. And it basically said that Instagram was like limiting story content and like not letting people post more than three stories a day or something like that. And obviously that's not true because that hasn't happened. At least on my app, I'm still able to post 20 million stories if I like, but I think that specific piece of information, whether or not it's true or not, I honestly don't necessarily think it's true, but just the idea of Instagram switching things up story wise and being like, Hey, let's not post as many stories anymore. Um, I think that's something notable. That's something to definitely take notice of because if we are limited on stories, maybe we need to focus on quality over quantity when it comes to stories as well. I know it's tempting to just like kind of spam stories and do like five stories in a row and like make people click to like see like if you're talking in a sentence, you do the first sentence, then you go to the next story and then there's the next sentence like I think sometimes when you do that, it's like you might lose people on your story. So I think just taking the idea of limiting story content and kind of creating these quality pieces in our stories rather than just posting on your story to post on your story. Um, I think that's that's really key right now. And like I was saying, I, I'm very tempted whenever I see someone has a ton of stories up to just swipe past it. So I'm like, you know what? I I don't got time for this. Like, I just want to see a couple of stories. So that's kind of how I'm feeling about stories recently. I've I've been trying to stick under 10 stories a day. Sometimes if I have something exciting happening that day, it's hard for me to. But I think like just focusing on that quality over quantity, like this whole episode basically has been about, um, that that's key for stories and, you know, everything else. Um, something that I think is kind of dwindling out of Instagram is Instagram lives. I have not done an Instagram live in forever. I don't know a ton of people that do Instagram lives, to be honest. I do know that Instagram likes when you use all of its features. So if you do use Instagram live, I'm sure Instagram kind of favors you a little bit, but I just feel like it's hard to catch people at a good time. And it's like, you're never going to catch everyone at a time when they're available. So why not post like a reel or like a video where everyone can see it when they're free to like sit down and actually watch it instead of like just hoping that the right person hops on live at the right time. I don't know. So personally, I think Instagram lives are kind of a, they're not happening anymore, but I don't know. I I do feel like sometimes celebrities 
are live a lot. So I don't know, just kind of take that with a grain of salt. Okay. Um, I don't think I have anything else to share about this topic. My, my brain is kind of going blank with everything. Um, if you need a little recap, I will recap real quick for you. Long form captions, no bueno anymore. You don't really need to post every day anymore. Quality over quantity. Um, use email marketing. Show your face in your feed. Being consistent with reels and being able to support an influx in the back end. Five second reels, make them easy to rewatch. Be authentic, be relatable. Don't keep things strictly business, that's boring. And storytell. There you go. I should have told everyone at the beginning of this episode, you know what? Just fast forward to like 45 minutes and you'll basically hear the whole episode in 30 seconds. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this was helpful for you. I know Instagram can be a little bit of a hot topic, touchy topic. So I just wanted to throw my two cents out there. Remember, it doesn't work for everyone, but this is what works for me. So thank you guys again for listening. I would love for you to rate and review the podcast. You can do it on Spotify. You can do it on Apple Podcasts, whatever. If you like this episode, go ahead, share it to your Instagram story. You know, go follow me on Instagram at Cassidy Lynn. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for being here, for listening. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher Step I take, I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop, I'm getting good, oh